I just couldn't avoid it. You know, it just kept kind of knocking at my door, creeping in the windows. You are listening to Relationship Renegade, the show that brings hard truths and the realities that exist about relationships, not just romantic relationships, not just husband and wife stuff, mom and dad, brother, sister, and the co-workers that we love to hate. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. Hello, Mia. Hi everyone, I'm back, I'm here. I, I love, I'm back, I'm here. I'm back, I'm here. You have like a nice, long, fancy title. And I'm like, hello, I'm here. Mia Terrazas, MSW, period. Nice, big period. <laughs> big okay. period. So we were chit-chatting a bit. Um, we are, we felt it necessary to just kind of, uh, vibe today can we call it that yeah yeah we uh vibe. yeah we're in a little vibing mood um got some stuff we need to process some stuff we need to discuss <laughs> which is cool you know the podcast is not just for you guys listening it is also for mm-hmm. for us hosts and co-hosts um mm-hmm. and and it also serves as an example for those who are listening Um, Because we not only talk about the self-care and the wellness, but we do our best to practice it as well. Right. Now, before before we hit record, you were we were talking about just, um, you know, mental health, of course, but just some trends lately. Yes, at least in my camp. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. What's Uh, going on in your camp? Well, you know, I have really been, to be honest, I was trying to avoid talking about mental health and uh, Jamie and I were talking about this and we were like, you know, we do this on our day to day. We don't want to talk about it. Uh, We kind of want to get to the fun stuff and I just couldn't avoid it. You know, it just kept kind of knocking at my door, creeping in the windows. yeah, well, you it, say you say knocking. Some days it just kicks that shit down. Some days it just yeah. shows up uninvited and, um, you know, with bells and whistles on. And so you can't really avoid it. And um, I realized that I didn't want to avoid it. I wanted to talk to Jameson about it and you lovely listeners because we know that mental health is out there and you probably know somebody that struggles with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we wanted to talk about it. And at least yeah. I definitely did. So, yeah. yeah. And so we, we, we say mental health is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mental health, mental illness, I guess we mm-hmm. use those terms interchangeably. I also like to say mental health challenges. Yeah, it's well. all that. Yes. You might not have a disorder, but you have some mental health challenges. Um, so, um, yeah, I ha- I've been dealing with that in my camp. You know what I also want to add? This seems to be a perfect follow-up 
uh, episode to um, Wednesday's episode. And so for those of you who have not heard Wednesday's episode, you definitely want to go back and listen to that. Uh, that title is The Pain mm -hmm. I Needed. And Ooh. the, the yeah. idea behind that is, you know, we all claim to want certain things in our relationships or even with ourselves, but we run away from the difficult conversation, from the pain that will actually get us to that place that we want to be. Mm -hmm. And so taking it back to you, these are difficult conversations. You know, they, they're not the ones we want to have, like you say, but they can lead to just a overall better way of being, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, better way of handling them sometimes. And um, I was talking to Jameson too, and, you know, I, it was interesting because you, um, we're therapists in our day-to-day, -day, and so, um, well, our professional day-to-day. -day, and then, you know, when we come home, um, we kind of hang up our therapist hat and we, we go into our, our roles as whatever else they are. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> not with our profession. However, mental health is so prevalent that, um, in our circles, in our families, in our friends, that um, it was posing to be a little bit challenging for me to kind of not try to sneak my therapist hat back on, but take on the role of the supportive friend yeah. and or family member. And, and so what that looks like. Yeah. And so it sounds like perhaps you had either more of that recently or some particularly challenging ones recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. You know, there's, um, and I, I've, I've dealt with it kind of throughout. I've dated somebody with mental health issues. I have friends that have mental health challenges. Um, and definitely recently, um, there was a situation where, um, you know, somebody was, that's very dear to me. It was having a very difficult time for, you know, for the first time, um, or that extreme for the first time. And you kind of want to go into fix it mode. And I think a lot of people do because they want, they don't like to see their people in any kind of pain. Right. Um, and so you kind of just rush immediately to whatever the problem is. And, um, you know, I do a lot of reflecting too. And in my reflection, I was like, wow, this is something that, um, you know, sometimes when, when you go into fix it mode as the support, you take away the accountability for the other, the mm -hmm. person that's experiencing their yeah, challenge. Yeah. yeah. Listen, you got to say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> if you can leave it with anything today, um, you don't want to be so supportive, uh, and where you're taking away the accountability and the responsibility of the person that's experiencing these mental health challenges or, you know, episodes, um, because they have to feel what they need to feel. That's why they're feeling that way. And that's a hard lesson for a lot of people. And in particular, clinicians, because we do kind of go into automatic, you know, therapist mode many times, mm -hmm. especially um, when we're new. Yeah. You know, yes. I, I know that was the case for me as a new clinician. Um, mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I, I, I found myself always like 
like getting to that point and then I didn't want to hang with my friends eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it, it wasn't until I just kind of looked at what was happening that I realized I was doing it to myself. Yeah. And that you're like, oh man. Oh yeah. Right. That was a hard lesson. <laughs> yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it sucks. It really does. Yeah. And it's one thing when people kind of come up to you with those things, but when you kind of um, create it for yourself, Mm-hmm. It, it it totally changes the dynamics. Ultimately, what I ended up having to do is, you know, being the kind of person that I said, hey, it's the weekend. And I would joke about it. I'd say things like, you know, the meter's not running, you know, so yeah, I'm not on the clock. Right. And, and initially, I've used that quite a few times. Off yeah. The clock. Yeah. Off the clock. Uh-huh. The, the meter's not running. So no, this is a conversation mm-hmm. for like a Monday or Tuesday, not a Saturday night, which is when people want to have those right. conversations. Like, come on. <laughs> Isn't it true? <laughs> um, and, you know, and sometimes they, they kind of just happen organically too. Right. Yeah. That's um, you know, like I'll, for an example, like I might have like a bunch of my girlfriends over and, you know, we're just chatting about our week or we're chatting about, you know, uh, our boy situation, our guy situation, our family situation. Um, and you're like, <laughs> excuse me, what, what happened? Um, and it kind of opened the door to a situation that your person's telling you about that is like, Oh, Oh yeah. And then, you know, you take on that role as like your support, your supportive friend or, you know, whatever's happening. And so, what does like support look like? What would you say support looks like, Jameson? Um, so I'll tell you what I've had to do. Okay. I've gotten to the point where when I see those conversations going there, mm-hmm. I say to myself, okay, are we going to have the friend conversation mm-hmm. or are we going to have the therapist conversation? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I, I throw it out there and sometimes people need to have that, but if I know where I'm headed or if we both know what's happening, then we can maybe do that for a couple of minutes and say, hey, just check for this, check for that, check for that. And then we can mm-hmm. go back to watching a football game or basketball game, mm-hmm. you know, um, or if I not, or if I don't do that, then I find myself just totally avoiding those social gatherings. <laughs> yeah. You kind of, that's your hard line. You're like, mm. yeah. And who wants to do that? I mean, I like my friends. Yeah, you know? I do too. I love my friends. Absolutely. So, you know, while I was going through a situation and it's not just this one situation in particular recently, but, um, it got me thinking, like I was saying before about like reflecting and I had seen these issues continue to come up and you know the statistic out there is one in four you know has some sort of mental health challenge disorder Mm -hmm. so if you think of you know your friend group somebody's going to be struggling with something yeah i mean unless Um, unless your group is only three people then you you may get away with it you might get away with it might yeah. <laughs> if it's the right three. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But you're right. Statistics are we're all in it. Yeah. 
And so as I was reflecting, I was like, wow, okay, this keeps coming up, not just with friends, but with, you know, even people that I've dated, which is also a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know Jameson, the couples council talked about that too. Um, so here we are. And I, I just found it necessary to have the conversation. Um, for our listeners that are also experiencing things like this or somebody that you know that's just like um you know for you that's just really exhausting Mm -hmm. i i always say you know that's kind of the first step is when you're hanging out with this person and it's kind of always like the little a little bit of the debbie downer always kind of the um glass half full kind of person or like the, you know, the one that's just like emotionally draining. Like you didn't even do anything. You were sitting here talking about, you know, a TV show or, or drinking some wine and, and with your girlfriend and you leave and you're like, oh my God, I, I feel like I just ran a marathon. Um, it's a sign. It's a sign. Yeah. That um, something else might be going on. And so, you know, I just noticed that, my energy was kind of getting more depleted and I was like, you know what, this is really something. And I need to get from the, you know, I need to figure out my boundaries with being a supportive friend and also the clinician. Yeah. And, and, you know, and and again, I know we talk about boundaries, but Mm -hmm. for clinicians, especially, and I've, I've said this before, Mm -hmm. I see everyone in terms of my interactions with them, I treat everyone almost like a client. Mm -hmm. So if someone's like, hey, you know what, I'm not doing well today. And I might say, well, what do you mean when you say not feeling well? What does that mean? (laughs) To find that for me, yeah. Right, and so we, and and ordinarily I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. But I find myself easily sliding into exploring and probing and asking those questions. And people, and when if you do a good job at it, mm-hmm. people naturally tell you. just yeah, they just talk. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I say that to say I find, and I, I mean, I said a moment ago, sometimes you do it to yourself just by mm-hmm. genuinely being curious. And mm-hmm. so another thing that I found is when we're talking about the boundaries, part of my boundaries have been just being less curious. Yeah. <laughs> You know, or just being curious. In other ways, maybe you've in, moved it to a different right, avenue. Yeah. Right. You know, some conversations, and people know this, right? they'll throw something out there and wait for you to bite. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned when to bite and when to just let it pass. Right. Yes. And, and that's come with a lot more awareness, but mm-hmm. that's something, you know, our listeners can do, whether it's with, you know, relationships or families or coworkers, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. have to bite on everything that gets tossed in front of you. Yeah. I, I say the same thing, even to my kids that I talk to, you don't have to show up to every uh, argument or every <laughs> situation you're invited to. Mm-hmm. You can bow out. Um gracefully you don't have to engage yeah it's an invitation it's an invitation and you're Mm -hmm. not obligated right now what about those people or those friends that you know are like well you're not there for me then you know that's hard 
that's hard. And those kind of comments can like cause you to feel guilty at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if it's someone that um, like you've invested in that relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And so this can be like best friends for years or even a spouse, you know, yeah. or a, a romantic relationship that spans over like years. I don't know, weeks mm-hmm. or months, but definitely years. Because um, mm-hmm. you do want to be there for them. Right. You do want to be supportive. And th- this is tricky, definitely, for clinicians and their spouses, because you automatically mm-hmm. find yourself having to decide, are you going to be their counselor or are you going to be their, their spouse or their, their boyfriend or girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And it's, it can be true. hard to choose. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, but what I've had to do and what I encourage people to do is just, it's you, you don't have to be the one to help them. You don't have to be the one to save them. You're not, mm-hmm. the, you're not the only, it's not a boat and you're not the only therapist. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Hi, we are the Mercia Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So in terms of like, you know, offering support, you know, I I would say to our listeners that like, I would offer support so long as you feel like that's something that you want to do, number one, and two, just where you're not wearing yourself thin, you're not taking on that person's emotions because they're not yours. Well, well, so see, but that's where it gets tricky, right? Because it's mm-hmm. naturally going to take more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it. So as therapists, it works with clients because there's a clear line. Yes. I'm not your friend. You call me on Wednesdays. You come see me on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. We talk for an hour, 55 mm-hmm. minutes. You pay me mm-hmm. or somebody pays me for you. And then we roll out. Mm-hmm. Right. It's clear that this is a transactional relationship. Right. However. When you're a friend, when you're a lover, a wife, a spouse, a sister, a brother, you know, then you really got to be like clear. So if you say, well, I'm only going to go this far with you, I'm only going to invest a little bit. We know that, you know, you give people an inch, they take a mile. You've you've Mm -hmm. had that situation where someone calls and you're like, damn it. I don't want to answer. Or if I answer, I'm only going to talk for five minutes. And then mm-hmm. two hours later, you're like, oh, my God, I need, <laughs> I need a drink. You know, you, we've been there. Yes. Yeah. So it's not that it's impossible, but that is very hard to do. Yeah. You're right. And that's why I wanted to bring it here. Um, so I guess then what do you do in those situations how would you make it more clear 
if the one thing I know definitely is going to happen, whatever you say or do, you're going to have to do it over and over again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say or do. So, you know, when you tell somebody, no, I'm not interested or no, thank you. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They ask again. And so mm-hmm. you have to say no two, three, four, multiple times because they're not convinced that you're serious. Right. Right. The worst thing that can happen is you can say no. And then when they push, you say yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So now the inconsistency gives them hope. Right. So standing kind of firm in your, that boundary that you made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is challenging. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you see your friends struggling, whether it's in their marriage or your sister Mm, or brother mm -hmm. and, and, you know, dating a a loser yet again. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to see that. Right. It's true. And, you know, in this situation, I always kind of point it back, like you were saying, to like... um, have this, has this person, you know, considered talking to someone or have you considered talking to someone? Cause it sounds like, um, you might be having a difficult time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's more than what I'm willing to, you know, I'm not willing to cross that boundary with them and my friends. And I think it's really important that it stays that way. Um, and then you can tap into all the resources that you have. Um, of this is a, you know, a person that you would recommend. Yeah. Um, but it, it, but it is hard and it was hard for me and it was challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it still is challenging, you know, even we're talking about it, like, it's still challenging to know that somebody that you love and you care about so much is suffering and, um, but I also have to remember that it's kind of going to sound harsh, but here we are at Relationship Renegade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really my responsibility to take on those things for them. Right. Um, and people with um, mental health as well, whether it's anxiety, depression, or anything, um, you know, it's, these episodes, these like flare ups, these things are happening um, because work's not necessarily being done. And by, by work, I'm whatever that is, if that's medication, if it's just, if it's going to therapy, if it's doing things, you know, that their therapist recommends and they're not doing them. It's mm-hmm. like, like I explained to my clients too. Like I explain as I'm being a supportive uh, person to whoever it is that, um, you know, your, your, your mental health is like a muscle. You have, if you want to get it stronger, you have to put work into it. Um, so yeah, I just, it was just a little unsettling for me lately, um, with some of the things that I was feeling and, and just needed to, I knew I wasn't alone and I knew our listeners probably had some, person that they're close to that has some of these challenges. And I, I wanted to bring it here with, with us, mm-hmm. um, in our, our relationship podcast, relationship renegade podcast family, and really, um, kind of dissect all of that. Yeah. No. And, and you know what, 
So we're looking at it from our perspective, but mm-hmm. imagine if we or you and I were the one with the mental health challenge, right? Mm, mm-hmm. And then we were now looking to someone right. for support. Mm-hmm. And it could almost feel like being rejected. Yeah, and internalize that for sure. Right. And so that's why when we're talking about this, it's not like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing it. It's it's a delicate dance. Yeah. Um, and I think, at least for me, the ultimate goal is to do almost like a warm handoff, you know, like mm-hmm. um, not just a cold, nope, not here, go somewhere else. But, and like you were saying, just probing a little bit, but figuring mm-hmm. out how much is enough. You know, mm-hmm. one, one of the things I'm grateful for is this podcast, right? Because we cover mm-hmm. so much here that if someone's having any kind of challenges, we're like, hey, listen, go check out the podcast, listen to this episode. And, right. you know, there it is you know, and mm-hmm. you can get those tips or, you know, you say, Hey, listen, read this book, you know, it could help you. And at least mm-hmm. then that way, we're not leaving them with nothing. Right. And, you know, sometimes people that are experiencing things, um, these mental health challenges, like the last thing they kind of want to read is, you know, <laughs> a mental health book. Um, yeah. So like you're saying that warm handoff, like is so important because it's, it's like, I see you, I hear you, this is try, you know, you can try this. Um, and it's more, um, supportive in that way versus you being the person that's like taking Mm -hmm. it on. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you Mm -hmm. since, so I have three kids, you know, everybody knows that. Um, (laughs) I've been a dad now for almost 12 years and when I, and this is in no means to be like disrespectful of people or adults with, with mental health challenges, mm-hmm. but I respond to them much the same way that I respond to my children. Mm-hmm. And what, what do I mean by that? So if my son, my son is seven, if he comes in here and he might ask, he might say, daddy, you know, what is this? Or daddy, I had a bad dream. Mm-hmm. All my son really needs in the moment is to be reassured. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not looking for me to give him a lecture or to do anything over the top. He just wants me to say, hey, you know what? You're good. I love you. You're, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, you want to sit here for a little bit. And then after five or 10 minutes, he'll be fine. He'll be good to go. In the same way, when I've had friends who call, you know, or catch me and we're talking, um, I recognize in that moment, right, whatever it is triggered them or they're having an episode, they need to be reassured. Mm -hmm. And if the sooner I can do that, the quicker we can get that done, they'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes that's why they go to the friend, Right. And, and if, if, if I can remain a friend, then I don't have to be the therapist mm-hmm. and they think they want you as the therapist, mm-hmm. but I think really what they need is the friend and then they right. can get to the therapist or the doctor on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a really important point. Yeah. 
They do. They, it's so important that the, our role, you know, is stays the friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you're absolutely right in, in your, at least I find that that's very similar to how I approach things too. Is like, you're talking to a child and I don't mean it disrespectfully because I have utmost respect for children. I love them. Um, Oh yeah. But, um, but it is, it's, it's, um, it, there's a, 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 a way that people generally naturally talk to children. It's, it's very calm. It's very, um, empathic. And I think when somebody's experiencing these intense emotions, they aren't necessarily, you know, thinking in a way that we are, or, you know, in maybe a more logical type of way it's more mm-hmm. emotional a lot of times and so when you're approaching them in that way um it's just allowing them to kind of calm down a little bit and oh yeah so that's a really um a good tip yeah you know we have a lot more patience with kids than we do adults mm-hmm. and, yeah, we do. and i think if we learn to have some patience with kids, I mean, with adults, the same way with kids, it would go a long mm-hmm. way. Now, again, that in no way implies, yeah, sit down and let them vent for two hours. And no, that's not <laughs> what we're saying. Right. Um, you still got to, again, work on those boundaries. Because here's another thing. If you were to ask this person, and like I said, uh, maybe 10 minutes ago, do you want a friend or do you want a therapist? They will tell you the friend or they might say give me a little therapy but i they don't want to lose you as a friend mm-hmm. yeah it, and you know it's so interesting that you say it that way too now that i'm thinking about it because the answer is going to be a little bit different mm. as the friend versus the therapist oh yeah so i don't you know the so when you say which which version do you want it's, you know, there's two very clear distinctions of this is how I'm going to respond as a friend. And this is more of my clinician hat. Mm-hmm. Um, so even just that separation of <laughs> what that could imply, some people may not want that and not receive that information well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I you may have some examples. I know if I'm talking to a friend and she's talking about the guys who dog her and treat her bad. Mm -hmm. If I say, Hey, listen, do you want the friend or do you want the therapist? The therapist might say, well, Hey, let's see what's missing that causes you to try to fill the void with these unhealthy relationships. (laughs) Right. Okay. That's what the therapist will say. Mm -hmm. But if you say, no, I want the friend. I'll say, listen, you need to stop. You need to start valuing yourself more, but mm-hmm. it's your problem because you're not making wise choices or, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have, I don't know, daddy issues or you're using yeah. these guys to pay your bills. And of course, they're going to want something from you. Right. Right. Don't say that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> It just makes, it makes me laugh because it's so true. It's like one of those things. And generally I find that friend, your friends, when they're asking, just really do want the friend. Um, I mean, maybe a little, a little hint of therapist, but mainly it's just the friend. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with your family. Like um, 
I find, you know, when people are kind of down and out or they know what you do for a living and they're like, Oh, you know, I have this person that is this, what should I do? It's like, okay, well, <laughs> um, it's a loaded question. It's so very loaded. And, you know, we talked a little bit about that too. Like just not necessarily too, just for us as being therapists and, and having mental health come up, but you know, and being kind of firm in those boundaries that we talked about earlier, but um, even just for things that your family asks you for, if you're a doctor or if you're a lawyer or, hey, can you look at this? Or, hey, can you look at that? Or, hey, my, mm-hmm. you're a teacher. Hey, my kid's having, you know, um, reading issues. Can you sit with them? And it's like, you, you know, where do you draw that line to? Yeah. Yeah, people just want things for free. That's <laughs> that's one. That's what I say. Is, is that what it's down boils down to? That's it. <laughs> well, your, your your family don't want to pay you. Your friends don't want right. to pay you. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if you do have a friend who's willing to pay you for your services, you know what? Just take me out to dinner, but pay pay you know doctor so and so because that's yeah. much better. yeah. Yeah, let's go have dinner after your therapy sessions or not. Actually, no, not after. <laughs> On a day when you're not having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't keep funny. them separate. Yeah. So what can we leave our listeners with when they're having friends or family that are experiencing mental health challenges and it might be starting to wear on them? What can we leave them with? What nugget? Um... So you don't have to be the solution. And, and, and listen, I don't want to extend this, this episode too long, but a lot of us really do, and here's that word again, have some codependent issues. Nice word. You know, we want to be the one to help and fix. And we have them in our families. We all do, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people think they can fix everything from you know a flat tire to someone's bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and that's just not the case you know if you Mm -hmm. remain a brother a sister a daughter a husband a wife I think that really is the best thing for that relationship Mm -hmm. absolutely because they need their support they're going to need you and they're going to want you as a support, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and listen, if you're not qualified for counseling, it's only a matter of time before they say something and you're just like, Whoa, <laughs> Hey, okay. Time out, time out. No, you weren't supposed to say that because that's too much. <laughs> it's too heavy now. You know? And that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either going to happen in the first 10, 20 minutes, or it's going to happen two, three months later. And Mm -hmm. then what do you do? Right. So it's just best not to get involved in that. Just be, be the friend, be the best damn friend, the best husband, girlfriend, homeboy, be the best in whatever role you're at. 
And that might mm-hmm. mean, you know, the boundaries, it'll mean giving them a referral. It might mean texting them a list of doctors or whatever it is they need, but be that. Right. Yeah. Um, and the telltale sign I always say is when you're so tired. So, you know, think about that too. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. You can't neglect yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's our show. That's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. If you found value in this show, as always, we would appreciate a rating and review. That helps us a lot. Or, you know, I always say tell a friend, but especially if you are in a situation where you have a friend who's kind of overwhelming you maybe just say hey check out this podcast episode save this Mm -hmm. one download this one and save it for that friend this way you can kind of tell them without really telling them okay that will go a long way right yeah so yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) because we also don't want to offend people but this is just blame it on us we're okay with it go ahead for sure Listen, thank you. Thank you guys for joining us while we just kind of laid around and reflected. Um, let you in on some of the things therapists talk about when nobody's around. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Behind the desk. Behind the desk, for sure. In between sessions. Yeah. So um, again, thank you guys. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Be sure to come back, not only for next week's weekend edition, but also check out our regular Wednesday editions of the Relationship Relationship Renegade. Thank you. And uh, Mia, any any new sign-outs this weekend? Um... Yes, I do have one. Okay. All right. Wait, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. No, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. So thank you for checking out this episode. (laughs) I'm Jameson Mercier saying I will catch you on the next one. Mia. And I'm Mia Terrazes. I'm wishing you so much love and light. (laughs) I I, I like it. I like it. Is it good? I love it.